Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. The year is 2016. The last vestiges of humanity huddle together for warmth in the crumbling ruins of the United Kingdom. And yet, there is hope. A plucky band of decidedly mediocre podcasters still manage to broadcast their show, a shining beacon in the post-Brexit darkness. Welcome, and we're sorry there's nothing better available. This week, we have a special guest. Christopher from Dorset has returned. Hello, um, I'm back by... help us struggle through this... I'm back by popular demand, aren't I? Yes, absolutely. You got 52% of the vote. Yeah, well, I mean 100% of the vote, because you've got two listeners, and I didn't vote, um, so the one that did, yeah. Landslide. It's the typical problem we have with poor turnout. Mm. Yeah. Um, So this week, obviously, um, has been great if you live in the United Kingdom. It's all gone brilliantly. Um, let's let's start with the uh, most predictable disaster of the week, uh, which is England losing in the European footballs to Iceland in an embarrassing and frankly entirely predictable disaster. Uh, what everyone pretended to be surprised about, but clearly couldn't have been. I, I almost don't feel we need to cover this because you could literally copy and paste any England tournament exit from the past 10 years. I don't know, this one was pretty bad. And then all of a sudden, an important game came up, and they completely shat themselves and forgot how to play football. But the thing is, I don't even feel like we did a good job up to that point. I thought we played all right against Russia. They played all right, they just can't score goals, which is quite an important part of winning football games. do concede quite a few goals. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I you know, think when um, it comes down to it, the core tenets of football do require you to score goals and not concede them. I think this tournament was fine. There's um there's a quote, it's something like uh I don't mind the uh I don't mind the disappointment, it's the hope that I can't stand. And actually this this tournament no one really had any hope, so No, but I think even fine. by the low standards that everyone had expected for England, they Failed to meet them this time. It was true. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I don't want to take anything away from Iceland because they thoroughly deserve to beat us and they played really well and have been playing really well. Um, but it doesn't change the fact I don't that think they even played that well. We were awful. I think they just looked good because England was so bad. Uh, well, I mean, I suppose it depends on, like, you know, they're not setting the world alight, but they're playing very solid, consistent football, which is more than can be said for us. No, what they're um, doing is they're kicking the ball to each other in a coordinated fashion. That helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's not been brilliant. And uh, Roy Hodgson uh, resigned immediately, um, saying that the England players had done everything that was asked of them, which raises several questions about what was asked of them. Yeah, it leads you to question as competent as coach. Go on, lads, lose 2-1 to Iceland. It'll be fine. Well, to be fair, if that's what he'd asked, they nailed it. Well, yes, which is why I'm questioning him as a coach. I mean, I, I don't think he really had very high expectations, given that he had prepared a resignation letter and he'd been carrying yeah. it around in his pocket. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I really think it's it's nice that, uh, for a change we won't be paying him millions of pounds in severance for the next five years. No, that's true. Yeah. I did quite like how the FA didn't really like make any statement about thanking him for his years of service. It was just like, yeah, we've accepted his resignation. 
Did you see that bizarre thing today where they basically said, Roy, you've got to do a press conference, you've got to do a press conference. He's like, no, fell off. And um, they sort of carted him out at four o'clock. And he was like, well, I don't know why I'm supposed to be here. I said I'm sorry. Bye. He's like, yeah, it's all very strange. But like, I mean, like Chris said, I don't think there was a massive expectation going into it, uh, or any expectation going into it. But even so, I think we were a bit shit. But Nobody, even though uh, he's resigned, surely he has to serve a notice period. That would make well, sense, I mean, wouldn't it? Possibly, but like the next match of significance is what September when the World Cup qualifiers start. Yeah, I so think they should enforce it. Say that. like, well. You know, you're on a lot of money. You've got to work. You've got to serve four weeks' notice. So you've got to come back to FA headquarters, and you've got to make us all teas and coffees and clean the toilet. Yeah, make use of the make make you know get some value out of the money that we've got. uh, Some photocopying that needs doing. Yeah, yeah. You you know you're going to have to pay him for the next four weeks. So yeah, why not? Well, do they have to? Because he quit. Oh no, yeah, that's true. Yeah. If he was Sven Aaron Eriksson had to uh, had to do photocopying copying for five years. So mm. yeah, I mean, if he's resigned, I presume that just means that they uh, like they presumably. I, don't, I guess that's it. He's gone. He just he's decided to leave. So it's not like I have to pay him severance or could he accrued any annual leave? Um, I mean, I don't know. Does any of this tournament count? Mm, well, I suppose I it's a holiday in France. The wheel counts as um, yeah time on leave. I mean, thinking about serving notice, I have identified a potentially um, very big saving for the NHS, so Dan will be interested. But I watch uh, Casualty and Holby City, and when they decide to leave, they just say at the end of their shift, oh, um, I'm not going to be a nurse anymore, and they just go. And you sort of think that's very inefficient, so the NHS needs to sort that out, don't they? Yeah, they really do. No wonder they can't get enough nurses if people yeah. are just like walking out the end of their shift and going, I'm not coming back. Mm. Would you care to comment, Dan? Um, this is like a, an expose really? by uh, the, the Sun. Yes. No, no, the NHS failed to comment. There, we've got an exclusive scoop. I'm not the whole yeah. NHS. It's not just me in an increasingly esoteric series of wigs and fake moustaches. I mean, give it oh, give it a correct. few weeks, and uh, that might well be the case. That is the worry. Yes, um, I can't deny. I haven't thought about that, but um, so far it's all all right. There's me and like you know four or five other people. Um, yes. Well, that segues us nicely into the ongoing destruction of our way of life. Yes. Um, of which Dan is, I mean, let's be honest, almost entirely responsible. Um. Because, you know, you were late to the last podcast, which significantly reduced the amount of time that we had to uh, encourage people to go out and vote. Um, so I'm holding you personally responsible for the results of the referendum. I think that seems fair. Mm, now I'm holding you two responsible for a shitty campaign to get me out onto the podcast. Right. If you don't improve your attitude, I'm going to invoke Article 50. I'd be careful of doing that. Someone in the EU might overhear you and mistake your intentions. Dear the EU, I am David Cameron, the President of England, and I invoke Article 50. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, I mean, I, that's done it. We've sorted. Now. Yeah, yeah, that's it. We're out of the EU. Yeah. Shit or get off the pot. We're, we're out of the EU in two years' time. Yes, I mean, obviously, it's you know not that straightforward. No. Um, but I've started the big countdown clock. Yes, yes. 
I do hope they have like a big countdown clock in the European Parliament or something. That would be awesome. One on Nelson's column. Yes. Actually, that would probably really be super popular. But um, we, we pull up the anchors and start rowing. Yes. Quite where, I'm not sure. But, you know, we'd row something. Iceland. They are better than us at basically everything. So you know, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, and there's only 45 of them. We could take them. All the evidence of the re- last week suggests that no, no, we can't. No, we just need to explain to the general population that they're foreign and they'll go and give them a proper kicking. Yeah, but the problem is at this point, they're more popular internationally than us. I think they technically have a larger economy than us now. Um, And they've knocked us out of the Euros. I mean, to be honest, I don't think we can take them anymore. Have you Mm. seen the quality of our thugs these days? They got absolutely shattered by the Russians and the Algerians and all that lot. Well, it's because they're all like sort of slightly wheezy and overweight. Yeah. But that's, that's what I mean. We can't even do hooliganism right anymore. We'll, just, we'll get some metal chairs instead of plastic ones, and it'll be like a WWE match. That yeah. would help a lot. Um, also, in that it's rigged, it would definitely help. Yeah, but who's going to rig anything in our favour at the moment? Well, we're the underdogs. Are we? One thing about um, like we Brexit... we fucked everything. One good thing about Brexit is it pretty much disproves all of the conspiracy theories about the Bilderberg group controlling everything. Oh, I'll tell you what, I was so ready on Monday morning to go into work and have the resident uh, EU conspiracy theorist explain how the Leave victory was all part of a Remain plot. Yeah. Well, let it play out yet, Boris Johnson... Oh, I, I guarantee it'll come. Time. Like, the first sign that, like, you know, there might be something going on that doesn't involve us, like, as I said, rowing the country out into international waters and burning anyone who looks a bit brown. Um, and he will be straight on the whole, it was all a conspiracy from the start and the whole thing was rigged. It was designed to lure us into a false sense of security, etc., etc. Have you explained to him that it was all just designed to lure Boris Johnson into the Prime Minister's office? And that's the sole reason for any conspiracy? Oh, just don't. Like, he, he's beyond any kind of rational comprehension. Mm. Oh, well. We should get him on the podcast. Yeah. yeah so, I understand that Dan is feeling uh, quite depressed about the situation. I am, yes. Yeah. I think I Is that a be... knock-on effect from last week's uh, Brexit fever? Well, yeah, I, I kind of had a... An interesting week, so uh, I went for an interview on Thursday and got a new job, which was lovely, and I thought, oh, right, that's fine. Went to bed and looked at the polls and thought, oh, we're, we're going to stay in the EU, everything will be fine. Uh, then obviously woke up to Brexit on Friday, um, my girlfriend's put up with me on Saturday, and then we had the football on Monday. So, um, yes, that was that was quite a weekend. On the plus side, Bruce Forsyth hasn't uh, devoured your soul. I think we need to... Part? I think we need to help Dan. I think we need some kind of counselling. So, mm. what I so what, what's what's the simplest of the three that we can help him with? <laughs> uh, well, I think I think we could just understand this through the the Kubler Ross um, stages of grief, and as we're all experiencing this for the EU, then we could just just have a group <clears throat> session, couldn't we? Mm. Okay. So, which which stage are you at now, Dan? Denial. Do, would you like to know what the stages are? Uh, what are they? Denial, so anger. The first one is denial. Yeah. denial so I woke anger. up on Thursday and I thought, no, this this can't be right. They can't have been that stupid. I just thought there's there's no way people are going to look at the evidence and think, okay, well, I'm going to ignore all of this advice and just think, yeah, well, fuck it. Well, I think, it was I think it's an option that bus. any 
<laughs> I, I think the assumption that anyone was looking at any evidence is where that falls down. Yeah. Yeah. It was on a bus, Chris. Yeah. You can't argue with a bus. Oh, what's that bus do? That bus is now... It's James- now Will Young's, Will Young's tour bus. Oh, yeah. Williams, damn it. A fitting fate. For- I think it's been repainted. I'm assuming, anyway, that he's not driving around in a bus with, let's send 350 million quid to the NHS every week. So, you they did so- the of them promising that. The entire Leave website is gone. It's all yeah, they deleted it all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a proper like fly by night operation. They're just yes. trying to delete all the evidence. So the, the the second stage is anger, and I think we've all experienced that. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, really, really quite angry. Um, I'm on to the third stage, which is bargaining, and I sort of think, well, what if a deal happens? What if? I think it's if, called negotiating uh, in these circumstances, not bargaining. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, you sort of you you cling to the idea. Well, maybe, maybe it'll all get undone. Yeah. Maybe there'll well, be a general election and a and a pro EU party will win it. And yeah. um, is there lot, one of those? There'll be a second referendum. Well, not at the moment. <laughs> a, a lot of people are suggesting that Article Fifty will never get sent and it will just linger over politics forever. But yeah. you know that it's going to be Michael Gove and Boris Johnson will get any power and they will. They will invoke it instantly well, without any is, thought of the consequences. Who wants to do that day one of your new leadership? Because immediately what will happen is a, a repeat on a larger scale of what just happened on Friday, where yeah, everything but, just fucking craters. But they'll just wave their Union Jack flags and, and say that everything's perfect and it's wonderful and I don't know what you're talking about. They'll they'll invoke it just to shut up anybody saying they wouldn't. Well, no, I don't, I don't know. Because I'm, I'm suspicious about it. cares about is being in the Prime Minister's office. So once he's Prime Minister, he's going to actually sit down and look and say, well, what's all this leave shit about? Oh, I'd cause a recession. Oh, I wouldn't be able to visit Europe. Oh, fuck that. And then he'll forget about it and pretend he never promised it. Yeah, I think he'll just do it anyway, just to be contrary, because people are suggesting that won't happen. And that is entirely possible. He is yeah. a bit of a dick. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. put that anything past him. I, mean, I did see a wonderful photo this morning on Twitter very... of Boris doing his madcap cycling to work thing, and then this succession of cyclists just go... Um, cycling past him the other way with uh, middle fingers up at him. I thought it was very good. Well, that's just every morning, isn't it? I don't think that's anything particularly new. Mm. Oh, well, hopefully someone will knock him into traffic. I mean, his vision of uh, leaving the EU is very similar to my version of staying in the EU. So his proposals are, oh, well, we'll still have free trade and we'll still have free movement in Europe. We'll still be able to go and work in Europe and travel in Europe, and um, that'll be fine. Uh, so you think, well, what is the difference? Well, somebody estimated that we're going to save about, like, 32 quid per person by leaving the EU and then essentially rejoining it, but without any of the power that we would have had mm. by being an actual member of the EU. So, I mean, like that's 30 quid each. Yeah. Seems worth it to me. Buy a computer game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... Um, Can you buy a computer game these days? I mean, most of them are, the good ones are like 35 quid now. Well, you could, oh, no. you could until Friday. Oh, um, yeah. Obviously, no, now it's slightly more difficult. I mean, if it's $32, you might have a shot. Yeah. I mean, I feel I've got to the point now where I can kind of accept that this is happening. And uh, there's two things that are helping. One is that I do quite enjoy uh, books written in a dystopian future, and it seems like possibly I'm going to get to live through that now, 
So that's a good thing. Yeah. 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 And and the second thing is that I've I've ceased to look on politics as being a way to improve the world and change the world and uh, you just think of it as performance art Mm. and then it becomes a lot more bearable. Would explain Jeremy Corbyn. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, somebody. Somebody just um, uh, tweeted the fact that one of his MPs has, uh, one of his cabinet ministers has resigned, um, but because they supported him in the vote of no confidence that they lost, uh, which mm. makes a nice change. And one of the people he appointed as uh, I don't know shadow minister for looking around and panicking uh, has said that at the next election she won't stand again. So. Less than twenty-four hours after being appointed, she has said that she will never, she will leave the job and never go back to it. Yeah, it's it's a bit depressing. It's. Uh... I was very confused because um, he appointed uh, somebody to be the new shadow international secretary. I think I can't know what just justice secretary. And then at the same time, a man with a very nearly identical name resigned from the cabinet. <laughs> And it took me a good five minutes to work out that they were two different stories. I thought that he'd appointed somebody to a new post who had immediately resigned from the position. You think he just appoints people and they find out about it in the news and say, fuck that. Pretty much, yeah. That was that was where I was up to yesterday when I read it. Mm. Yeah, that's probably not too far from the truth. Well, um, he has literally got to the stage where he has to play different roles in the Shadow Cabinet. Again, obviously he can't do the fake moustache thing because he's already got one, but... Um, I don't know, fake glasses or different hat or something, so he can play multiple roles. It's quite interesting to hear the supporters of Jeremy Corbyn online saying that he must stay and he must ride this out and just think, okay, you know, he's a decent guy. He's obviously, he could have taken the Labour Party forward, but it's all changed quite a lot now mm-hmm. and there's no way that that would get him elected. It's... Uh, but they're, they're determined that if, if there's a leadership contest, they'll all vote for him again. You think, well, you're not really helping this situation. <laughs> no. At some point, you've got to accept that it's probably not a great idea. He's, you know, it, perhaps he would have been good if uh, if we hadn't fucked the economy and the country. But as it is now, we just need a kind of anyone but the Tories coalition. Yeah. And we need somebody who can unite all sides. And I don't think that's going to be Jeremy Corbyn, is it? He, well, yes, in in the best possible scenario. He's down to like six people he can unite now. Yeah, so uh, short of a breakaway Labour Party starting up with all of the MPs in it, <laughs> which, it's, uh, which it's hard to know what they would do. Which I think that's possibly that's going to happen. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, they can join that's all they could do, really. Very strange. If you if you have a vote of no confidence in your leader, if there's a con- leadership contest and he gets re-elected, yeah. how that makes all of their positions untenable. Yes. Even if it doesn't make his untenable, it makes all of the the rest of the party untenable. But the weird so it's uh, so it, it just falls apart. Who'd be the official opposition then? I don't. Yeah, no one is else the, has that many. Oh, no, would it be the SNP? Well, how, I mean, does it, how yes, is the yes. official opposition determined? It's, it's, is it just the second highest number of yeah, MPs? Yeah. Second highest number of seats in Parliament. Yeah. So if all of the Labour Party broke away, surely they would still yes, have... if they were. They, yeah. They'd form a breakaway party and instantly become the opposition, and Jeremy Corbyn and four other people would be sat there being Labour. Yeah. And uh, sort of not really have anything to do. Yeah. I mean, it would certainly, you know, liven things up a bit. I mean, yeah. that's one of the scenarios 
whereby you could avoid they then run against each other and UKIP would win all the seats in the north that Labour and new old new Labour were contesting yeah well you could have a situation where you had a uh, sort of a southern and city Labour which was the be the breakaway party and then you Mm. could have the the Jeremy Corbyn um, retro Labour isn't he a Southern City North. type? I mean, he's from Islington. Well, yeah, but geographically he is, but I wouldn't say that he represents well, but, what you would consider uh, Southern City values, does he? I don't know, but Diane Abbott's from London as well, and she's like the only one sticking to sticking with him. So, uh, I don't know. I'm generally coming round to the cleansing power of fire as the um, answer to our political problems. Um, well, yeah. It may just happen whether we want it or not. Yeah, I am slightly worried that when, you know, we do negotiate actual Brexit, one side or other is of, of the Leave crew are going to get properly angry and start rioting. Um, I mean, we're not far off that at this point already. Well, uh, it's been, what, five five years since we last had a few good riots. It's about time we... Uh, I mean, possibly uh, the more. only, like, beacon of, of light in the entire mess of this was all of the Scottish people taking the piss out of Donald Trump. Yeah, that um, was pretty amazing. I don't know if you saw the photo of the woman on his <laughs> golf course greeting him with the Trump is a cunt sign, mm. um, with the police periodically walking over and saying, could you take the sign down? And so you're saying, no. <laughs> Okay, yeah. it was. Uh, it made me smile, if briefly. Well, the problem is Scotland appears once again to have nicked all the half-decent politicians. Because I don't agree with Nicola Sturgeon on a lot, but I can understand what she wants, and she seems to be doing things that will achieve that goal, which is something that none of the Southern politicians can actually boast. Well, no, the, the fact that she's just not running around waving her hands and shrieking at the moment makes her... A considerable improvement on all of the English MPs. Yeah. Yes. Um, it is a rather embarrassing state of affairs. It's got to the point where Jeremy Hunt isn't in my top ten least favourite Tories. That's really? how bad this is. No, well, you, you, ha- you are aware that he is uh, considering a leadership bid. Well, yeah, but that's why I like him, because he's going to get humiliated, and I'm all for that. Well, you say well, that. Well, no, because he'll probably get voted in. Yeah, you say that, but that's what everyone said about Trump, and that's what everyone said about voting leave. Yeah. Right. Well, like as soon as you take the view of ha ha ha, that's stupid. That'll never happen. You're kind of on a path to disaster. Mm. Now we know I'm a fan of lists from uh, Adam's interesting cheese list. I would yeah. like uh, Daniel yeah. to do a uh, top of the pops style top ten countdown of his least favourite politicians. I had a list and I can't remember half of them. Um, I don't think that's a list that I would want to commit to paper because that's going to come back as evidence at some point. Yeah, that'll definitely get you on a list. Yeah. Well, let's face it, I'm on enough lists. We put on a list for making a list. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you a week, and then I'd like you to do the the countdown. I think it'd be very difficult to narrow it down to ten, wouldn't it? Well, no. Well, no I it's think just you've the got top to count the. Um... Hang on, I'll, I'll shove it in as the uh, episode fifty-five thing. Um... Yeah, damn it. Um, Good job. Yeah. So, um, yeah, next episode we can have computers. Excellent. 
The sad thing is, there are actually people from the Conservative Party I quite like and respect. And, yeah, but just, you know, most of them appear to be cunts at the moment. <sighs> anyway. I really like George Osborne. I think he's an excellent uh, politician and statesman. I, I quite like the fact that he basically you, vanished you... on Thursday night and didn't reappear yeah. again until Monday. No, he, he, he just left it to the... Um, to, you know, to the people with a vested interest, because uh, either way, he's he's got all the cocaine he's ever going to want. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and he's, he's out of a job, so happy as a dog with two dicks. Yeah. I I basically choose to assume that him and Tom Watson spent the entire weekend at Glastonbury high as fuck. Hmm. Well, I mean, there's photo evidence that Tom Watson did. So yeah, I mean, I can't vouch for the high as fuck part, but he was definitely at Glastonbury. Yes. This is horribly depressing. Yes, does anyone have anything that isn't horribly depressing? Well, I have different flavors. Yeah, yeah, I went on holiday. I had a lovely time. Where did you go on holiday? Uh, I went to Crete, and the best thing I did was I hired a car. So it's the first time I drove a left-hand drive car. How many times did you punch the door when you tried to change gear? (laughs) Uh, Well, that hand, my left hand, every the first two days as soon as i got in the car that hand went what's going on (laughs) what do i do um but yeah it was okay i didn't crash into anything i found that um having played grand theft auto particularly the missions where you have to drive really slowly so as not to damage the car was excellent training and um a lot of it, I felt, was exactly like James Bond because it was lots of very windy, uh, very windy hilly mountain roads. Cool. Yeah, Crete's quite good for that. Yeah. Although, with the caveat, uh, it would be exactly like James Bond if James Bond hired an I-10 and drove very carefully <laughs> and slowly. Uh, but yeah. Well, with the austerity cuts that they're going to have to bring it in at MI5, I think that's uh, it's bound to bound to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I did in Crete was I made contact with uh, a Greek hipster. So that was exciting. How does one distinguish a Greek hipster from a normal Greek person? Well, uh, because he was he was dressed very much as the, the classic Shoreditch hipster. Okay. Uh, and uh, he was working and a in a... And... Yeah, yeah. He was Based working in a cocktail bar. Was this a premeditated meeting, or was it by chance? No, it was just by chance, and as you know, that I had to... The equivalent of Tinder is that you found him on. No, no, sadly not. Just um, hipster, but with no E. <laughs> that's actually... <laughs> that, there's, there's, that's a million-dollar idea, oh, isn't nice. it? It sure is. I copyright it. How do you copyright stuff? you have to post it to yourself or something? I think you have to write down what exactly it is. Oh, I'm not writing anything down. No. So... As you know, I've um, I've had to shave my moustache off because my Have wife you? hated it. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. I think that's so completely unreasonable. I was dressed very much as a uh, stereotypical tourist holiday maker. Mm. Um, so effectively, I was a hipster, but in stealth mode. But yep. it was okay. I was able to communicate with him very subtly that I was indeed a hipster. Uh, through the clever use of irony. So I was watching England versus Wales. I went in to watch the second half. 
and I was drinking beer and watching football. But I was doing it in an ironic way so he could tell that really I wasn't with the rest of the English people also drinking beer and watching the football. How did you have your your little finger up in the air when you took a sip? No, but I would uh, I'd occasionally sort of just glance at him and roll my eyes a little bit like this isn't this isn't really what I do. I'm actually a cool right, hipster okay. like you are. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, how did he respond? Uh, well, you know, it didn't. He didn't need words; weren't necessary. It's just uh, all right. Just a glance across the room. Look of recognition. Yeah. Just like um, like the resistance in uh, in France. It's all just like yeah. Uh, I'm one of a you. Quick, a quick hand job behind a wheelie bin. Mm. Well, well, no, that that didn't happen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, you missed out. What the hips could yeah. So would you like more hand jobs are quite holiday? mainstream, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, if you want. Um, I went swimming. That was nice. Can't actually hear him. I look forward to listening back to this podcast and finding out what Chris said. Yes. <laughs> okay. No, no. I just um, I stopped after I went swimming. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's very difficult to tell because you just cut out randomly, and normally you talk for long enough that we get the end of the sentence. I mean, uh, we can sort of fill in the blanks, but you, yeah. you just went swimming, and uh, that, lovely. Well, maybe, well, maybe, maybe well I done, said more. Well done for your swimming. You'll never know. Well, if you did, I'm going to cut it out. <laughs> That's fine. Excellent. So, does anyone have anything else that uh, will help cheer everyone up? and uh, generally improve the mood. Yes, so um, you know how everyone loves products, like Coca-Cola and Mars bars and other things that you know you can splice in if we everyone, anyone ever pays us for this shit? I am a huge fan of hashtag brands. Excellent. You will love some hashtag brands, though, because a company has figured out the science, the art, and the magic of going back through old TV programs and inserting product placements into them. So uh, they've tried pioneering this with old Friends episodes and shoving random topical shite in it, like the latest hip candy bars and energy drinks and condoms and all that shit. Um, and obviously, this is a brilliant idea, because we all love brands. Um, so which of your favourite brands would you like to insert into your favourite TV shows? Isn't that really incongruous, though? Because you're watching a show from, like, the 90s and, like, fucking adverts for, I don't know... Some new shit are showing Monster. up. Yeah. Literally, the Flintstones are advertising for Halifax. How incongruous do you think it can get? Well, thank you for reminding me about that nonsense. Yes. Um, something that I would not even have known about had I not been watching the ITV football coverage, in spite of how terrible it is, um, and therefore had to watch some adverts. But yeah, come on. So, um, uh, I, I, I thought um, of um, a good one. Yep. I think it would be very nice to uh, use iPhones to replace the walkie-talkies in ET that themselves Ooh, replaced the uh, the machine guns. The what? So when ET when was originally made, guns? all the soldiers had machine guns, and then they digitally remastered it, and rather than all carrying machine guns, they had walkie-talkies instead. Oh, wow. So you could yeah. then replace the walkie-talkies with iPhones. 
I think they should go back through all of the TV shows and replace everybody that's smoking with e-cigarettes. Damn it, I was just going to go. <laughs> I was thinking like the man from Uncle and the prison. And then, if what the actors are still alive, they can get them to go back and do new VO where they constantly go on about how they vape. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's exactly as intrusive as the advert companies have planned. I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well go all out and, like, advertise Nike in Game of Thrones through product placement. Just, that, like, com- just fuck it off altogether and just say, we don't care anymore. Yes. You know, someone in the Tudors with an iPhone. And I think it's the only sensible way you can do it. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Otherwise, it just it feels really kind of icky when you get, like... TV and films where everything is like really blatant product placement and it just makes the whole thing seem kind of slightly seedy and and tasteless. So, you know, if you're going to do it, go all out. It's like if you've got like a, a film that's just, it's not very good. And if you try and take yourself seriously, it just ends up being shit. You've just got to realize that what you've got is a mess and just run with it. Don't take yourself seriously. Go all in. Go mental and just make the most of it. So what are we thinking, like iPhones in Star Wars or Mars bars in... Um, oh, what else was good back then? Mars bars in the A-Team or something? Or, uh... Well, Mars bars in the A-Team is not that unusual. Mars bars did exist in the 80s, Dan. That's true. Um, like, this isn't a, a revolutionary thing where they were I mean, you could advertise Snickers. That would be horrendous because they weren't called Snickers back then. That's true. Um, yeah, you could do the same with Opal Fruits. Yeah, you know, have have Starburst in some stuff, and that would really fuck with people. <laughs> well, presum- presumably now that we've left the EU, uh, we can go back to calling them opal fruits. Yeah, that's true, and um, and like uh, Jif. Yeah, yeah, um, and oil of Olay. I think those that's the big three, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Well, there's. Um... I mean, that makes frankly that makes Brexit worthwhile if I can go back to having my uh, opal fruits. Mm. Yeah, everyone loves opal fruits. Fucking Starburst. Hey, not having it. You could uh, change Central Perk in Friends to a Starbucks, couldn't you? Yeah, you could. That'd be good. And Gunther would have to write their names down on their cups, <laughs> but but get it slightly wrong. Didn't they like use China cups? Uh, You'd have you to can write on China as well. Oh yeah, I know you can, but you know. It would it would make it somewhat permanent. Like what happens if they you'd have, if they only you'd came have to once? paint it on and then fire it in a kiln. Yeah, like what happens if they only came in once and then never came back? Yeah, well, but they didn't in Friends, did they? They went there all the fucking time. That's true, actually. They must and have spent a fucking fortune. They could Probably. really bring it up to date by making them spend twenty minutes Instagramming pictures of their lattes. Yeah, and like you know the whatever stupid thing had been drawn in the froth on top. Mm. A cock and balls, knowing comfort. <laughs> <laughs> We'll put some canned laughter in there. Yes. Uh, well, I think we've nailed it. Like, I don't know why people haven't really taken advantage of this before. No, it's um, it seems obvious, really. Um, I mean, you know, we we have on occasion flirted with product placement here on the podcast. Well, we flirted um, with it, but none of it actually wants to, you know, come on. Fuck us. Yes. Yeah. Um, that is a problem. Um, but you know, uh, if at first you don't succeed, keep going until you get a restraining order. Yeah, I mean, I don't particularly like attempting to fuck advertising firms, but um, 
Well, you know, it's better than nothing. Yeah, you got to do it. Excellent. So, any other business, gentlemen? Well, there's one thing that I'm very concerned about, and that okay. is that uh, Craig David has made a comeback. What? Yeah, he yeah. is. And, and he is looking buff as fuck, may I say. But I don't understand how or why this has happened. I don't remember people in the last sort of two months walking around going, oh, I wish Craig David was around. Whatever but happened to Craig David? There was, no, there was no demand for this, was there? And suddenly he's back. A garage scene, or is he attempting a different genre? No, he's gone grime, isn't it? Or, or is it grime or garage? I can't remember which. But um, no, it, it's like proper urban. It's, there's no poppy shit in there. I mean, I'm, I'm more interested in the fact that he is ripped and he keeps putting topless pictures on Instagram. In fairness, if I was ripped, I'd keep putting topless pictures on Instagram. Yeah, that's fair enough. Basically, what um, Okay, so like one of the top news stories is about how somebody was beaten at one of his shows. Um, that's probably because they were trying to make love on Sunday when that is <laughs> clearly marked out as a chill day. Yeah. Oh, it's because apparently he was performing at a hotel in Magaluf where the bouncers were filmed uh, beating some people up um, and giving them a good kicking by the looks of it. They probably deserved it. Yeah, I would have thought so. They went to uh, a Craig David Apparently they were attacked for walking too slowly as they left the venue, which, you know, I mean, it's your own fault really, isn't it? Hmm. I do get really pissed off when people walk slowly in front of me, so I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to find... Uh, do we know the name of Craig David's new thing? Uh, I didn't know he had a new thing. I just knew he was suddenly on lots of television. Uh, Craig David uh, single video. I think his main uh, new thing is his two old things, just um, just doing them again. So the most recent video is Craig David X Big Nasty, which was from seven months ago. That sounds like uh, he leaked a porn tape. I was going to say, yeah, I don't think. Well, I mean, it's possible, but looking at the video here, um, it I mean, does again, look like I was Big Nasty is a large black man. So, is it a porn video or not? Well, I'm not judging, but it is on YouTube, so it seems unlikely. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, so listen to Craig David's new garage single one more time. Uh, Craig David has revealed his brand new single one more time. Shall we do that then? Which I think is like a, a isn't that like a Daft Punk? Is it a cover of the Daft Punk song? Because that would be uh, that'd be quite remarkable. Uh, let me uh, just provide a link to this uh, piece of uh, entertainment. Well, shall we? Shall we just pretend we've watched it like uh, like last time with that yeah. half oh, no, hour? Then, then we can't comment on it, can we? Well, I mean, I'm prepared to comment on a Craig David single as saying that was well, rubbish. I'm not. And I, I think... have integrity. Do we? Jesus. I have integrity. Oh, right, fine. I was going to say. I'm, I'm prepared to say I, I hated it. It was dreadful without having listened to it. One more time. One more time. I'm listening to it now and it sounds exactly the same as all of his old shit. It really does. I mean, yeah. it hasn't yet featured the line that Craig David is all over my boing. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Why would you even listen? 
do you know um one of one of the uh very few enjoyable memories i have of my uh disastrous stint of being a teacher is that uh in one of my classes i sat a craig next to a david and uh <laughs> he used to tell them off at the same time just so you could yell craig david yeah yeah they didn't get it they were stupid kids <laughs> I never did it like uh, Craig David, but yeah. In another I bet class, they probably had no I, sat, idea. Um, I sat a David next to a Cameron and did the same thing. Is this why your teaching career was so short? You were, <laughs> you, were, you were fired for messing with the kids so that you could have entertaining names. Maybe, yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, you've got to do it right. I mean, I can't really argue with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I never went so far as to insist on calling children by not their name in order to fit my uh, celebrity seating plan. But uh, Oh, that's all right, then. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to work with, uh, with what you've got. It wouldn't be fair to... Yeah. Well, yeah, if you're changing the names, then you, you, could, you could do anything, couldn't you? That would uh, defeat mm. the whole point. Yeah, I honestly, like, having listened to several minutes of that, I honestly couldn't tell you if I just heard that, that it was a Craig David song or that it was new. Well, I could tell you it was a Craig David song because it sounds identical to everything else he's ever done. But I wouldn't have said I knew it was a, a new one. So my decision That's, to uh, judge it without listening to it has been entirely vindicated. Yeah, I mean, you've saved yourself a, a lot of grief by not listening to it. Yeah. What is a bit more uh, use is the image I'm about to send you. Well, I'll send you a link. Um, because this guy, I mean, he's seriously ripped as fuck. So this is um, your what Craig David collection. looks like now. What the fuck is wrong with him? Well, he's just really, really buff. Really? Yeah. That's that. I mean. He doesn't look very I'll happy, you, though, does he? It's a bit no, sad. I mean, his chest looks really angry. Well, yeah. And he, he has got an inverted nipple, so I suppose I'd be a bit sad. And here's, here's a picture of him just in a pair of massive shorts. <laughs> he does look like he's taken a lot of drugs. Like, oh, yeah, of course. A lot of drugs. I'm... But to end up looking like that, so would you. Well... He also looks yes. like he's about to murder somebody. I mean, you think how much fanning he used to get, uh, as attested to in his song, um, I don't know, Seven Days or One Week, or I don't know what it's called. Uh, he's going to get so much more now looking like that, isn't he? Well, uh, I think he might have to uh, break the no fucking on Sunday rule. <laughs> just just to fit everybody in? Yeah. So those, Otherwise those it's going to be a logistical problem. Is, are those normal size shorts and... Craig David is actually very, very short. Um, I don't know. I mean, they, they yeah. look quite baggy, don't they? What the fuck is that one? I just thought it threw that in for fun. <laughs> well, that's horrifying. It came up on the Google image search for Craig David buff. <laughs> okay. Fuck. How? I don't know. Jesus. Something very wrong with that. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, he's uh, he's Look looking very toned and muscly, and um, 
I'm sure he didn't need to get those uh, bouncers to do the beating up for him. He could probably have done it himself. Well, yeah, but you know, when you're famous, you, you get people to do those sort of things for you. Yeah, I mean, why should you? Yeah. Excellent. So uh, I assume everyone will be rushing out to buy Craig David's new single. Um, oh, of course. Cool. Well, Let's see if uh, got it in our price. I think that qualifies as a two-star podcast recommendation. I think so. Um, trendsetters as we are. Um, I mean, I think it's nice that, you know, mediocre garage stars from the early 2000s are making a comeback. Gives us all hope. Yeah, in these dark times, um, it's good to know that we can all listen to Craig David on the radio. Mm. Take a shitload of steroids and uh, and become bulimic. Yeah, I mean, there's not much else to do, to be honest. It's, it's... No. Nope. Nope. Give it a go, can't we? Excellent. Well, on that note, um, I think we should probably leave it before we give anyone else any more terrible life advice. Um, I like terrible life advice, though. I'm good at it. Well, I mean, we can do. If you want to carry on giving terrible life advice, then, I mean, you're welcome. No, um, I, I was literally just going to ask if anyone knows how you get a European passport. Um, I don't have any Scottish or... There's Irish. no such thing as a European passport. Well, no, a passport from a country that's still going to be in the EU in two years' time. Did you hear that there was a... Uh, Ireland? That's that's the one everyone's going for. Well, I don't have any Irish relatives, unfortunately. Just pretend. Does that work? Did you hear that there was a Romanian newspaper that is running a campaign for Romanians to adopt uh, Remainers? Yes, I do. Romanians. Yeah, so that might be your option is to... Uh, I saw the just... poster on the uh, the building in Spain welcoming Brexit refugees. Yeah. yeah. It's very good of them. Uh, it's very nice it of mean, them, yeah. If it means you have to live in a Fritzel dungeon, then that's a small price to pay. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, Fritzl dungeons are a charming local custom. Well, as long as it's like a spacious one. Yeah, just find a find a Airbnb um, that specialises in like torture dungeons, and uh, it will probably work out fine. Bound to be a lot of them. Yeah, and it would still be better than uh, living under Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Oh Jesus! Did you have to? Yeah. Like- we have literally nine weeks to get our affairs in order. Yeah, I'm going to go and invoke Article 50. Yeah, that's probably for the... By which I mean do a massive shit. <laughs> and on that note... It's good uh, that we have so many new analogies for pooping. Yeah. We say thank you to our, our guest, Christopher from Dorset. Yeah. Bye. And I did wave reg- again, but you can't see. And to our regular idiots, Daniel. Hello. And Graham. <laughs> yes. Goodbye. You mean goodbye, Daniel? Bye.